We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. Snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes. Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 313, City of Detroit. Just notice that right now, 313. Uh, I am your host, Tyler, joined by two guys, as always, Mr. Ralgamart here. Boys, how are we feeling? Kings of the North, 4-1. and one. I think we're, what, two and a half games ahead of everyone? At least the Packers, right? They're below us. I'm feeling great, bro. When's the last time we've said that? Never. Never? Malcolm, what's up, bro? Woo! Yo, what is going on, guys? Yo, to answer your question, shit, never. Never. Uh, you had to go back to probably like 92. That's the past. 92. I don't give a shit. Oh. Yeah, I was still swimming, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real, like last time we were like ahead in the division by multiple games and we were like the clear favorites. Shit. Probably never. I mean, unless you go back to early 90s, like I said, man. But this is a great feeling, man. I'm hyped, man, and the, I think the best part about all this is just the national hype that we're getting. I'm, I'm not even calling it a hype, but just the national respect that the Lions are getting. That that that's what that, I think that's what's making this whole thing more special. Yeah, I mean they are getting respect right now. They are talked about as one of the top teams in the NFC, and deservedly so. Like they're taking care of business, they're winning games respectfully, and they deserve the respect that they're getting. Obviously, it's still early; they've only played five games, but. It's definitely a very encouraging five games so far. And like I said, they obviously deserve every respect that they're getting right now, nationally, locally, whoever you ask right now. The Lions deserve respect, whoever you're talking to. So, I would also say not just the NFC and the entire right. NFL. I've seen power rankings where they're like top five in the league. Yeah. And I mean, like in almost all of them. Yeah, and I think, like, it's not crazy to say, like, they're in that conversation, like top five, top six, like, they're they're in the mix with these good teams. Like you are, you don't want to go as far and crazy say like a Super Bowl contender this early on. But like if they take care of business in these next couple of games, like they're going to be like talked about that nationally. I think locally you're already getting some buzz right now. I think if they could like go on a little run right here with this little road set they got right now, and then you got the Raiders Monday night. They're like seven and one, six and two going to the bye. I think that that respect gets even higher at that point when you're like at that midpoint of the season. So if they keep winning games and showing they deserve it, like it's just going to get better and better week in and week out. Yeah. And just like you said, man, I think yeah, after these two games, these two games, these two stretch games, if you look at like the team that's ahead of us, I think in the NFC, look at like us and the Eagles, you look at their schedule compared to our schedule, uh, their schedule is a lot harder than our schedule. They play Bills, 49ers, uh, just going through Cowboys, uh, Seahawks. You know, they play some, you know, they play the Chiefs. Like, they play some tough teams that they may not go 
you know, undefeated the rest of the, the based on their schedule. Um, so there's a big chance, man, that we could either lock up the second seat, man. I don't want to put it out there and then, you know, one game at a time, you know, I'm still trying to take it one game at a time, but I'm just saying that their schedule is a lot harder than our schedule. So that's something to be thankful for. Are you, uh, are you locking up the Niners in the one seed already? Because you said second seed. Um, I think, I mean, if you're looking at right now, I really think that we have a, I think we have the formula to beat, if we were to play them, I think we have a shot to beat them just based on our team. Right. And I think we match up really well against them. But as far as their schedule and their team right now, I mean, I mean, you got to give, you got to take your hats off to them. They're playing the best football right now. I, Both sides of football. I think like not just in the NFC, the whole NFL, the Niners playing the yeah, greatest hold, football. Hold, hold the yeah, hold the, hold the NFL. So, I mean, I think they're, I, I really think they're going to lock up the, the one seed. And I think as far as the second seed, it's going to be a battle between us and the Eagles. And I just think one of the teams has a really easy schedule. One team has a really easy schedule down the stretch. And one team has a really hard schedule down the stretch. Yeah. So we'll see how that unfolds. That's why we play the games and we see what happens. Because obviously we know in this league so many things could change right. in one week. So yeah, that's that, we play that the game. true. All right. Let's talk about this Panthers game. So we obviously had some injuries in this Panthers game. Peter, do you want to go ahead and break down those injuries that happened in the Sunday? Ouch. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Emmanuel Mosley tore his ACL. His season's over. And then Jonah Jackson is dealing with an injury. Um, I wouldn't call it major, but they're just kind of seeing on the swelling. So we'll get an update. We'll update you guys on Jonah's injury when we do the uh, Bucks preview. We don't really have an update. The Campbell said there's, they have to see with the swelling and everything. So we'll see what happens with yeah, Jonah. Very quickly on Manuel Mosley, because that's the significant one. Just... A very heartbreaking story because obviously that was his first game back recovering from a torn ACL that he suffered last year versus Carolina Panthers the same exact week. And after just playing two snaps with the Lions versus the Carolina Panthers on the same week, suffers a torn ACL just on the other knee. Like, that is so tragic. And, you know, obviously we sometimes forget about, like, the person that's like actually like involved in these situations, like we only sometimes like you know we we look at it like just from a football perspective, but like man, that's such a, a terrible injury for Manuel Mosley. And I feel so bad for him because he just came back, worked hard, and he was looking forward to playing with the Lions. And the season gets cut short after two snaps, after Terrence other ACL, after doing all that rehab and recovery, just a terrible, terrible incident that happened on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there, bro. Yep. I mean, he's probably mentally drained, right? And he wanted to play with his former teammate, Kamsa, and college teammates. I'm sure they talked about that. They were excited to play together. It just sucks. But, you know, we'll be praying for him. Hope he's in good spirits. And just kill your kill your uh, rehab and come back stronger next year. That's that's. I mean, you can't do much. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I think this whole, that whole situation is just tough. Because... Outside, not looking at the football player, not looking at the football side of things. When you get an injury like that, and you know, you know, you got to get surgery. You got to go surgery. Then there's a period where you can't walk, and then now you're pretty much learning how to walk again. You're pretty much learning how to do everything all over again. So that whole rehab phase is is, is mentally, physically draining, and he just went through that. Just recovered. Now you got to do that whole thing all over again. The same process that he went through last year. Now, if that's not going to take a mental toll from him, like, uh, it, it's tough, man. Like, uh, you know, pr- hopefully, you know, he has a speedy recovery. Hopefully he comes back. But some players usually, like, they, they get drained from this. And this is usually some players call to quit. So they, they usually quit after this and not even want to come back, especially so, so a situation like this. But hopefully, you know, he's able to come back. And we'll you know, hopefully we see him next year, man. But this shit is just tough. Yeah, I think he'll come back. He's still a young player, you know. Um, it just sucks, like you said, though. Because you're doing it's, everything all over again. The whole rehab yeah, phase, yeah. the whole learning how to walk. I would say one one positive about it is he knows how to go through it. He's been through it. Like, as as the rehab, he's been – he knows what to expect. Right. Yeah. He's, he's But still, like, that's not – you just went through it. That's not fun. That's, yeah, it's not fun. You know, it's not fun. Definitely not fun, man. Yeah, I mean – it just sucks because, like, we were looking forward to watching him play, too. He's, like, a fan perspective and just him being on the team. Like, we were pretty excited to see him because we know he's a really good football player when he's healthy. And it's just unfortunate. The Lions fans got it kind of cut short that we didn't really get the chance to watch him play. 
They would have been potentially yeah. could have been potentially our best corner. I mean, who knows? Between him and Cam Sun, toss up maybe. I don't know who's the better corner. Um Brian Branch. <coughs> yeah, Brian Branch is the you know you know, he, he he's, he's his own weapon, you know, but I'm talking about like our outside corner. Catching a little, catch little <laughs> okay, coffee okay, or something. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Catching yeah, a cough. But as far as the football side, uh, as far as, you know, looking at the football side, thank God that we have guys like Jerry that, you know, that's still playing at a high level. And as far as like Emmanuel Mosley's injury is not going to really hurt our team right now because Jerry Jacobs been there the whole time. And he's been playing. He's been playing well the last couple of weeks. So, thank like thankfully that we're not taking a big hit as far as the team. And uh, they actually signed your boy Malcolm, former Bama Crimson Tide, to the practice squad. Anthony Everett. He started oh, this league. Oh, he has okay. three picks. Yeah, yeah Anthony Everett. I, know him. I think like twenty-seven pass breakups. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, I mean, as far as depth, you're definitely ta- yeah. So he's on the practice squad. As far as depth, okay. you're definitely taking a hit without Mosley and out, you know, out there because we expected him to be a guy that. You know, was going to be potentially a starter or even a high end backup. So you're definitely taking hit depth wise without Emmanuel Mosley. So sucks though. But we have some more positive. And then you also have your your crockpot player, Stephen Gilmore. That I mean, we don't know what's going on in that crockpot. Yeah. Is it sizzling? Is it ready to go? Is it still like cold? Yeah, I mean, he obviously shows a lot in the preseason and very encouraging preseason. And he that's why he made the team as an undrafted guy. So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's depth right there you have on the team. We don't really know what to expect out of him because we haven't seen him so far in the regular season outside of special teams. So, yeah, no, that could definitely be a player if, you know, needed to be called upon. But we have some more positive injury news because we have some guys potentially going to be back for this Sunday versus the Bucks. Who Who is uh who's healthy? Uh, so I was about to come off um, IR this week. Last week, Julian came off this week. Uh, Cleo Dorsey, who's really good on special teams, they've missed him. Um, and then Pascal Campbell said with Pascal, he's close, but like he kind of hinted it might not be this week. So we'll see. Um, but he'll probably be back next week if all goes well. And then Amon Ra St. Brown missed last week. Campbell called him probable. Brian Branch, we'll see. And then I'd probably assume the same thing with Jameer Gibbs is more wait and see. He said he popped up late on the injury report. And I think it's more minor with him, but they like to play it safe. So I guess... Tomorrow we'll have a better yeah, idea. We'll know better for our preview first the Bucks because we'll see how much he how much he doesn't practice this week. But it's yep. great to have Amara back, especially for this road game versus the Bucks. So that's good to have. And then again, some more patch up with Josh Pascal soon. That's nice. And then Khalil Dorsey was your kick returner, and so that, that's big to get him back too. He was he was good for those first two weeks for us. So yep. it's nice to have. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we will talk about what this Lions offense accomplished on Sunday versus the Panthers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, we are back, and it is time to talk about this Lions offense because no shocker, but it's just nice to get like refreshed every single Sunday if you had any single doubt or like, you know, you, you forgot maybe. Ben Johnson is that guy, and I think he had one of his greatest games since being in Detroit as an OC. It was amazing, dude. I mean, you weren't playing the greatest defense, but what he pulled out of the, the trick of bags in that game was amazing, man. Getting everyone involved. I think Goff looks very, very comfortable in that game. Start off with you, Pierre. How's our OC? What would what, you see in that game? I mean, I'll say this with the Lions. They're really hard to defend because they could run the ball really efficiently and they could pass the ball really good. Even if Aminra is not playing, which was last year, we're like, oh, shit, Aminra's out. We're probably not going to do nothing right. But it's different now. You you got you got a elite offensive line. Even with starters missing or starters playing hurt, they're still producing. Shout out to Hank Fraley and, and all the guys on there. Um, you got Montgomery, who's arguably been one of the like underrated free agent signings in the entire NFL. That guy has made a big impact. Remember how we used to talk, oh, we haven't had a hundred yard rusher? That is like we don't even care about that. And we're like, we know we're getting a hundred yards going into a game. We used to like Sort of, I don't want to say cry, but we used to beg for at least one. I remember Malcolm say, "Shit, this is the year they don't fix it. It's never going to be fixed." No, no, you're right. I used to cry. Yeah, not literally cry, but you know what I mean. No, like, no, I did cry. Real tears. Um, and then yeah. you go to the offense, right? Jared Goff is playing at an MVP level. He should be in the MVP combo. I don't care what anyone says. He should be in the MVP conversation. He's making guys better. Sam Laporta playing out of his mind as a rookie. That also comes from the quarterback, too. That quarterback is throwing these guys open. I don't know if you guys seen the past few weeks. He's made throws where, like, he throws them open or only the receiver could get a couple of them to Josh Reynolds. Um, he had a really nice throw to Laporta. Laporta dropped it, kind of fit in the turkey hole, right? Like, Goff is playing out of his mind right now. He's one of the best quarterback in the league. He really is right now. The crazy thing is, too – Josh Reynolds, the too, crazy, man. That the crazy guy thing too is crazy. the Lions that lead the league in drops right now, and percentage wise, and, <laughs> and and like like Goff's numbers could be even better right now. Like he could be playing even better ball hypothetically if like guys are making plays on the ball. Yeah. I, but, uh, you know the the cool thing is uh, I waited for this moment, man. I waited for I waited for this moment, man. I I, I said that there's always going to be a level of golf that we have not seen yet, and we're all seeing it now. Which is I think this is the most. Even though golf had his great years in LA, you look at the 2018 year um, where he played phenomenal um, under Sean McVay. I think confidence, confidence wise, this is the most confident I've seen golf since Cal. Since he, since he played this is, this is last year in college. Then as far as uh, when when there's pressure and then he's able to escape pressure and still make the throw, fitting the ball in tight windows where where only the receiver get it. Like I think that's something that a lot of people are not understanding and not really appreciating is that, like you look at other other quarterbacks around the league, like you compare him to Tua, and you're like, oh yeah, Tua's having a great year, but Tua's throwing wide open guys. Tua, Tua, Tua's offense look like a college uh, Alabama offense right now because guys they're, they're wide open as far as their separation. Um, but as far as Jared Goff, what he's doing right now, he, he's throwing the ball in very 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 tight windows where only his receivers are getting it. And there's a reason right now I think PFF has him as their number one rated quarterback. And that's the reason why is because of those windows that he's throwing right now. And he's, again, have another year where he's not really turning the ball over. We saw the three turnovers early, but I can see a stretch of games where we may not see a, uh, we may not see more turnovers because Jared Goff is playing at that level right now, man. I think, yeah, like you said, MVP level, 100%. 100%. And this is good that we're finally seeing that level of golf where I always thought we could see we're finally seeing it. And Malcolm, like in L.A., he didn't really call out protections. They didn't, like, let him, ch- like, change the calls, whatever. It was all McVay telling him in the, yeah, they call- in the head. Yeah. Now here, Detroit, he's calling protections. He could change the play at the line of scrimmage. He could do all that without Ben Johnson in his ear telling him, do this, do that, do this. Like, he's, he's honestly, he's played more like the number one uh, overall pick than he ever has right now. Like, he's shown why he was number one overall pick. And, you know, sometimes they say it takes time for guys just for it to click. And I guess now it's clicking for him, like, fully. He's, I mean, he's, you could tell he, his confidence is really high when the dude called him a poor man's Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
and he took a little jab on him and then he had that little smirk yeah uh the other day during a game like you know how he had that little when it was they, like they draw the offsides yeah yeah he had that smirk like the Roger smirk. You, like, you could tell he's yeah he he's uh he's basically saying you can't fuck with me i'm him yeah, that that's yeah. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, as far as the last time we seen golf like this was was Cal, and when he was in Cal, that's the reason why he went number one overall. Yeah, it's because of these traits right here, and we're finally seeing it. And I think it's because of Ben Johnson. I think Ben Johnson was able to unlock that potential, and pretty much reminding him why you were the number one overall pick. Like, like yeah, you had your you had your down, you had your ups and downs in LA, but you were the number one pick for a reason. And Ben Johnson, I think Ben Johnson showed him that, and this is why we're. Almost, I'm pretty confident. Probably 99.9 percent sure that we're going to lose Ben Johnson this offseason. Right, and that's fine. Yeah, um, but it's traits like that why why he he actually deserves a head coaching job. Yeah, I mean, what he's doing right now, and, and this is another shout out to Brad Holmes slash Ben Johnson, is that Pierre mentioned earlier is like the depth on this team is absolutely unreal. Like most games, you lose Amaral St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs. So you're probably just talking up as that. Like it didn't really matter who you're gonna verse. Like you're not expected to generate any offense. They generated 42 points, and we're gonna talk about this defense. Defense did a great job of setting us up in some good positions early on in the game, like getting a nice interception in good field territory, or you know getting a fumble, right? But the offense scored 42 freaking points without Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jameer Gibbs. I don't care that you played the Panthers. That is still very, very impressive with the guys that you had out there. And it just shows that the depth that they build on this team that doesn't really matter who goes out. I think, like, outside of number 16, if anyone goes out, I don't think you're, like, not confident. Like, you you feel good about the depth on this team all around on this football team. And that's a big shout-out to Brad Holmes because not a lot of NFL teams have that type of luxuries that you could lose your number one receiver or your first-round running back and still generate 42 points even though it is versus the Panthers. Like, that is very impressive. I would add one more player to your list. I would say Hutch and 16. I think those two guys are just, you know, it, it's hard. I mean, Hutch is – the Lions as a team have 49 pressures. Hutch has 34. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to defense side of the ball, yeah, you know, yeah, that's he is the heart to your defense. But, like, as far as the offense, Jared Goff is the heart of this offense. I think anyone else could go Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Obviously, don't want that to happen. But like anyone could go down, you don't want and that. you still feel pretty confident this offense will be humming. I would say Sewell too, but yeah, as long as 16's out there with Ben Johnson, I feel confident this offense can be humming. Yeah, I mean, obviously, knock on wood, no injuries. Right. But like, that's yeah. what good NFL teams do. No, you know, the not. Niners do that, the Eagles do that, and you know, you guys mentioned that Ben's going to be gone. You shouldn't lose a beat. Good teams don't lose a beat when you lose your coordinators. How many coordinators has Kyle Shanahan lost? Not lost a beat. Mike Vrabel lost both his OCs. I mean, they're not great now, but like they didn't lose a beat at that time. Um, good coaches don't lose a beat. Good teams don't lose a beat when you lose coordinators. So, and I don't expect that with the Lions to lose a beat even once they lose Ben. Do you think there's a chance yeah. that we lose both guys? Though? Because I think both coordinators. Mm-hmm. I think both coordinators deserve right now. I mean, would it, is it crazy to say that I think the strength of our team right now is our defense? Um, I think the strength is offense and defense. I think it's yeah, both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're very, very, very balanced. Yeah, it's a good argument to have. Like, they're just a very good complement team. Like, they're not just one sided. Like, they're not just like like last year we were a good offense, bad defense. Even towards the end of the year, like we picked it up a little bit. Last year, even no, that's every year. <laughs> every year, we we cannot. As long as Except 2014. 2014 was the opposite, even, right? Yeah, even 2014. What I'm talking about 2014 is that we never got it right as far as both sides of the ball is on right. both sides with each right. other. Yeah. It's either been the offense been carrying the defense and the defense. Or the defense carrying, yeah. Or that we have that one year, 2014, where the defense carried the offense, you know. But this is the year that they're both top 10. Yeah, like they don't just have <laughs> one good unit. Like they're good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and uh, top four actually. If you look at the DOA rankings, four. fourth in offense, yeah. third in defense, yeah, third overall. So yeah, I, I, I think both coordinators could be gone next year, and I think they're both. And well they're grooming both, two guys. Both, both well deserved, man. Yeah, and like from what I've heard, they're grooming Tanner um, Angerstan. They actually moved him strictly to passing coordinator this year, and I think Shap is next in line after AG. That's right. So. So they're grooming like younger coaches to take over, and that's 
They're developing coaches and developing players. Yeah. We're starting our own, we're starting our own tree in Detroit. That's freaking crazy. I never thought I'd ever say that. We're starting our own di- – I don't know. I'll say that right now. Let's, no, let's we're starting our own coaching tree. We're going to start talking about the Dan Campbell coaching tree very soon. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have a coaching tree starting in Detroit, which I never thought I'd ever hear that. The Dan Campbell like, coaching like, tree. Like, we used to talk about, like, we talk <laughs> no. about the, obviously, the Bill Belichick coaching tree, yeah, the Andy yeah. Reid coaching tree. Yeah. Like, we're going to have the – we're going to have the, yeah. the Kyle – or the Dan Campbell coaching tree. That's crazy, man. That's that's insane. Like I was, because you know what? The reason why I never thought that we'll get through this is because we we'll just go to coaches so fast. Like every three years, we're just hiring guys, hiring guys. Every three years, but now we look like we got something stable. Man, this is great, man. It's great to be alive. You know why, Malcolm? Because every time when they hired coaches, they had like a stupid like I don't know if it was like a firm or like or like Ernie Corsi, whatever it was, right? What they did this time, they they hired Chris Spielman, a guy who knows football, who's played football who actually interviews these guys in production meetings. They interview all the coaches around the league and everything when they're on TV yeah, right? broadcaster. during the week. So so those guys talk to coaches. They they like they hear stuff, what's going on around the league. They know what's going on. They hired him. And Brad and Dan did not know each other. Um, it was kind of like a marriage. Like, hey, we're going to bring you. You guys are going to work An together. Marriage. And it worked. At first, I was not going to lie. That was kind of like in my head. I was like, I don't know, man. A GM not having his coach. A coach never having GM. But, but it worked. Right, it worked. A shout out to Sheila. That's all Sheila. It's new ownership. Yeah, no, she, yeah, she, Sheila deserves a lot of credit for all this, like coming together. And you know, one thing I will say about the Fords, there's never been an effort issue by them. Like they've always tried new things to try to get this team right, and it just obviously has never worked. But like, yeah. you know, they've they've tried so many things of like trying to get these guys like trying to get the right guys in place and and, and like trust the right people. It just has never worked and. Like Kabir mentioned, like I think she went more of like trusting guys that know more about football, like Chris Spielman and getting Barry Sanders in these meetings and Disney yeah, you know, like getting Disney, all these people obviously. that like know a little more. And that's not a shot to the, the Sheila and the owners. It's just you know these guys know a little bit more, right? Like you know they're on the game a little more and you know production meetings and all that. And yeah. she got it right, man. And like. Even with like the small stuff too, like getting it right with Calvin Johnson, getting it right with Barry Sanders, like getting right with your former players and making them not part of this too, makes it even more special. Like Detroit is a special place right now. The Lions is a special organization right now. There's no, you know, like talking bad about this organization anymore. There's no like salty players anymore, and, and that's a very good thing to have that we're building right now because we talk about all the time and we saw it this offseason. It attracts free agents. It attracts like you make yourself a destination that you want to come here in Detroit and play for the Detroit Lions. And the Lions are establishing that culture. I think they did it last year. I think now it's growing week in, week out. I think now around the league too, I think players are taking notice. And it was I think it was Richard Sherman, I forgot who said he basically said Campbell has played the game and like he the guys respect him. He's been through it and he hires coaches that have played the game. And coaches that play the game also, the guys respect because they know they know what you're going through week in and week out. They know how it feels like to lose. They know how it feels like to get beat on a play. They know how it feels uh, how to get injured. Like they've been through it all, right? These player coaches that they have on on the on the staff. So I feel like that in itself too. That philosophy has worked. Um, and it's I mean it's fun, man. You, you see it, bro. It's yeah. fun. It's early, but like this is something special that they're building here, and you, like every fan should enjoy this like i don't care how long you've been a fan for if you've been a fan for 60 plus years you've been a fan for one year like enjoy this like enjoy this because you deserve it remember a few years ago they had like a slogan restore the war the war is restored yeah, yeah. i actually had a shirt that said that <laughs> you should you should get one that says the war is restored yeah i just i was see if i could customize it <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick, yeah, actually. So, I mean, offense, like we mentioned, complimentary football. Let's take a quick break, though, and let's talk about more about 97. We already hinted towards him a little bit earlier. We're going to talk about 97 and this Lions defense in general. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back, guys. When you talk about the Lions defense, you can give a shot to Aaron Glenn, but I think it all starts from Mr. 978 Hutchison. This dude is a freaking stud. I mean, I said this the other day to one of my buddies, and I think you guys agree with me. I think if it already isn't being talked about now, within the next couple weeks, or maybe at the end of the year it happens, nationally, Aiden Hutchinson's going to start to be talked about as one of these top guys, like Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, whoever, right? Like any top edge rusher you could think of, Aiden Hutchinson's going to start being in that conversation because he is a freaking animal. He's athletic, man, too. Like, do you see the interception he made on Sunday versus the Panthers? Like, that is an athletic play. Dog has four interceptions in his career as a, as a defensive lineman. You shitting me? Four interceptions from a defensive lineman? Nevin Lawson had zero in his, his career as a line. Shot, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I threw a straight Nevin Lawson. Why you do Nevin Lawson? No, 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 he did Hutchinson. Sorry, I never lost. That was so unnecessary. But Nevin lost. Aiden Hutchinson is going to be talked about as one of those guys. He is already coming to one of those guys. High pressure guy, getting to the quarterback, containing the edge, athleticism. Man, he he's what we've been wanting ever since I've been a fan. I've always wanted one of these top guys. Like we had Sue in the interior, that was very fun. I've always wanted a dominant edge rusher. I've never seen at my time. Maybe some of you guys saw, uh, you know, Porsche in the 90s. Oh, some Ziggy. Yeah, we saw Ziggy some flash to Ziggy. Like this is different, so, man. I think healthy. this guy's going to be a it top is. guy it in the is. league at his position, which is very important because that's one of the most important positions on the football field. Aiden Hutchinson's coming that guy. And you're seeing it every single week of him getting better and better. And I think he was already very good last year. He's taking a different step this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with – I was going to say, as far as what you're saying right now and him getting to that that, that level of, um, I guess, from, I guess, everybody's like, I see him, I already see him as that type of edge rusher. I think Lions fans see him as that type of edge rusher. But as far as, like, the national perspective on him and him getting that respect of, like, the Bosa's and other guys, I think we're going to see that come playoffs. I think on a big stage, um, when he performs well on a big stage, I think that's what's going to open up everybody's eyes. And that's when he's going to get that, that, um, that respect. Just like the other guys get. Um, so I, I really think it's going to ha- Yeah, I think it's going to happen this year. So we'll see it. So right now he's tied in pressure with Max Crosby with 34 in the NFL. Um, and I was actually watching Crosby last night. I think Hodge and Crosby are similar. They're, they're like identical players. They're, they're always effort. They play hard until the snap. They, they give it like 120% every snap. Um they get lots of pressures. They get their sacks. Hutch has four and a half. Crosby has five. They're both from Michigan. You well, know, Crosby grew up in Michigan. So, but yes, he wasn't born here. But yes, they are they're born in Texas. That's, that's Texas. what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you know, know it's, he grew up in Michigan. Well, it's they're similar. close to Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. Not too, like that's like down the street from each other. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> no, but all jokes they aside, they say bring um, Max Crosby to Detroit because like, if, if that's what you're indicating right now. I mean, I wish, but that's, that's, a that's hard right now. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah it, it, no, it, it, what it, I'm it, trying it, to say that. is like <laughs> lock it up. I mean, that's like saying any team though. Like you bring Max, like the Niners probably be saying that. Like, oh, get us, get us Max Crosby and Nick Bowe. So like that'd be amazing. But like they have a good D line there in San Francisco. But don't look now. But Hutch is actually playing better than Bosa this year. Yes, yes. Um, this year, this year, yes. So, and I, and Hutch is actually getting some national recognition. He's starting to get a lot. Uh, Baldinger has been posting yeah. it. PFF's number fifth overall edge. And every time they play, like they always talk about Hutch before the game. Even on national TV, when we played uh, those national TV games, the the Kansas City game and the Green Bay game, Hutch was talked about. So I feel like he is getting talked about more. But you guys are right. I feel like that. You know, I feel like if you talk to other fan bases that don't really pay attention, they'll be like, oh, Hutch is not really that guy or whatever. But then once they watch him and they see it, 
like holy shit this guy's legit yeah that, you know that's what, that's what i think on that big stage yeah. in the playoffs he's gonna he's gonna be in he's gonna be in that same conversation so those guys we see it we know he's there um the, the, the high experts that watch the game understands the game they know it they see him absolutely but, yeah. um i think as far as like the average fan and yeah i think playoffs they'll see it i think that interception we did was really 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 impressive a lot of people don't really understand how hard that was because he's left-handed <laughs> and he caught that pick right with his right hand that that's something that's that, like the little stuff like that people don't really don't really talk about but that's shit like that's hard he you know what's impressive about that pick he's shutting up black with one hand and he's getting a pick with the other hand yeah. There's no dominant hand. <laughs> that is so hard to do. Getting a one hand pick with your non dominant hand, that's really hard to do. You got you guys realize the new attire that Hutch was rocking last Sunday with the no gloves? He had no, oh, he yeah, had he no gloves that. on. He made the pick no too. Gloves. That, just that little that, cherry yeah. on top of it. Like I think like with no gloves on <laughs> the pick. Um, going into the like more in the defense though, other than Hutch and that D line, obviously they dominated. I feel like JB Jacobs. Some of us maybe owe him an apology. All right, uh, he's had three picks the last two weeks. He had that beautiful pick where he was in zone. He read it, dropped back, picked it off. Boom! Awful throw by Bryce. But it seems like Jerry's always around the ball, and his run defense has also improved over the last few weeks as well. So, you know, this, this kind of seems like it's been Jerry's story a little bit, like in his first three years. Kind of like always like a little rough start in the beginning. But then like as the weeks go on, he just gets better and better progressively as the season goes on. Like last year, he was coming off the injury, came like, uh, I think it was, it was midway through the season, I remember. But like, I think it was like right after the bye week, right? And yeah. it was rough like the first couple games, but then he progressively got better. And then I think he established himself as like the best Lions corner last year. Now he's not the best corner on this team right now. I think Cam Sun's at a different level right now, like where teams are not like barely targeting him. But Jerry, like when they target him, like he is progressively getting better. And you're right, man. Like he was getting a lot, a lot of backlash after that week two versus Seattle. I mean, after that Seattle game, there was a lot of backlash towards Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. It was so bad that he had to deactivate his Twitter. That's how bad it was. Yeah, he deleted his or like he deleted the app, I think. Yeah, but the, the thing is, he, the, the fans are a little rough, you know. When you have a bad game or a couple bad games, they're like trade you or cut you or get off the team. You know, yeah, I don't like you know that. They are. No. Yeah, so I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what, I knew that, he, that his struggle was was probably temporarily. I, I, the way I looked at it was that he was playing so much man coverage last year that this year they, they tell him to play zone, and he had to get more comfortable playing zone. And we're seeing it right now. He's really comfortable playing zone right now that right now he's not a liability no more but in the big first two games he looked like a liability to the defense but um yeah right now he's playing at a really high level um he's making plays we have really we have two really good corners that's that's how i look at it so i'm i'm glad he's good man i think three so three yes oh malcolm when you actually look at man and zone so last year the lions played 75 percent man this year they've only played man coverage 19 percent of the time yeah it's been mainly zone. And when you watch it, it looks like a lot of cover three and cover two. Obviously, maybe they have their own little rules where they change things up a little. But that that's what I've noticed a lot. Because the corners uh, give inside leverage a lot to the linebackers. They just kind of go back. That's typically cover three, right? Yeah. Then when you have two safeties high, it's typically cover two. That's what I've noticed. Or, or, or it could be cover four. Or it could be cover six. Or quarters, yeah. But it's it seems like it's been mainly cover two. I mean, we, uh, we've always said what helps a good secondary is a good pass rush. And that's definitely been the case these first five games. I'll say outside of Seattle, they didn't really generate much pressure. But outside of that game, they generated a ton of pressure. And, and like Peter mentioned, they, they lead the league right now in pressures. And Hutchinson himself has 34 of them, which is nuts. Out of 49 pressures from the defense, Aiden Hutchinson himself has 34 of them. Yeah, I, I really, Number one in the NFL. I really think after that Seattle game, I really think Dan Campbell gave it to the coaches. Well, he's, I mean, he kind of said yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he really gave it to the defensive coaches because there was a point that we were we, – besides Aiden Hutchinson getting a few pressures, we weren't getting after the quarterback. The quarterback had it all day, those, those first two games. And um, I think we only had one sack. We only had one sack, right? I think they came from Alex's own or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was or? that one play that Geno kept going – you know, the, the big one. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I really believe Dan Campbell gave it to the coach. And ever since then, man, this defense has been 
They did a 360. Aaron Glenn got these guys right. 180. 360 would be terrible. 180. Yeah, 180. Please don't be 360. Yeah, 180. They did a 180. They did a 180. And yeah, they've been really good. This, this defense from top to bottom, man. As far as stopping the run, playing the gaps well, I think stopping the run has been huge for this team. You know, they got a team that can stop the run and make a team one dimensional. That's a format to beat any single team. And that's why, as far as going back to what I said about, oh, we have the the the, the, the formula to beat the 49ers that we could, you know, keep up. It's because we can stop the run. That, that, that When you have that formula, when you can stop the run and you're a top five at it, you, you have the formula to beat any single NFL team. I don't care what NFL team, maybe outside of Kansas City because all they do is pass the ball and have, having run defense does nothing in Kansas City. But as far as like any other team, I think you have a good shot of being any single or team. Or Buffalo. Or Buffalo. I would, run the ball. Yeah, I would also – one thing I would say that kind of still concerns me a little bit is so the Lions play lots of zone. And I think what their what they're, their plan is is to get pressure and then force teams into like dinking, dunking, and making the mistakes that way. Yeah, Bryce Young, that one drive shredded them. There was one drive was, where they were in that soft zone third, and they got shredded up. Third, third quarter? That's 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 a, that's a, that's a quarter. That Either way, I know, I know. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you're gonna play better offenses. You're not gonna play Carolina every week, right? You don't want to be in these zones this minute. You got to mix it up a little more, in my opinion. Well, I mean, that's kind of how. Yeah, I feel. there's I there's, there's some teams who stay in zone. Like, look at the 49ers. I mean, they stay in their zone and just call it. A well, they're linebackers because they're linebackers. Linebackers, are really good linebackers. They're 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 from they're from seven is elite. I don't, I don't know who's their corners. They don't really have a, like an elite corner. Oh, they they got some good corners. They got Ward. Ward is solid. They've never had an elite. They've never had. They've never had an elite secondary. Been. It's always been their front seven. Is this a front seven? The front seven. You can put pressure on the quarterback, and then they have good safeties. No, they're uh, what do you call it? Hafunga was uh, all pro last year. It was beats me. I yeah. think of the Niners. You don't think of their secondary. <laughs> I, I, I personally no, no. You think you think of the D line. You think of Nick Bosa. You think of Fred Warner. You think of Javon Hargrave. You don't think of. I can't even name a corner of the team, honestly. Not gonna lie. No, I, I personally can't, but I could. Yeah. They got they got Lenoir out of Oregon. They got Jarvis Ward. Yeah. They got Andy yeah. Thomas, former Michigan yeah. corner. Here, if you line up ten random uh, NFL fans and say name, they probably don't know who you those say, guys you say, are. Name me the, the, the starting two corners for the corner. <laughs> they don't know who they are. Uh, there's probably two people getting. They right still have Ambry <laughs> Thomas. I remember him from Michigan. I, I don't know if he even starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he, does he start for them? I have no idea. <laughs> San Francisco corners. Uh, you remember the pressure they got to them. You know what they are. Here's Nick Bolton. I mean, do, do you when you watch the Niners game? You ever, you ever hear a Niners corner? No. But the, that's the thing. Teams like that, you know, why are they so successful? Because they could rush four. They're not blitzing. They don't blitz. They rarely blitz. When you have a team that can rush four and put seven in coverage, that's a benefit. Yeah. And that's what Detroit's doing right now. Detroit's able to rush four. And get a hell of a ton of pressure on quarterbacks and drop seven in coverage. So when you could do that, that's those are the good teams. Those are the teams that are good in zone. When you could just rush forward, put seven sure. in coverage. So that's why I think they, they it could work because they only are they're, they're dropping seven in coverage. For sure. All right. All right. Before we get into Oopsie and Ball of the Week, I just want to comment on this very quickly. I'm gonna get you guys' opinion. So uh people were some people are it's very minimal. We're nitpicking. We kicked the Panthers ass, so people have to go nitpick after the game. Dan Campbell, ill-advised challenge, I would say. It was a believe in it was in the first half. Uh the challenge, right? What's your guys oh. just your thoughts on that? Like do you think that's an issue like that could could cost us in the future or just a, a bad challenge at the moment? No, I think the guy in the booth, that's two straight weeks. What's the two straight weeks? Fired. The guy the guy in the booth fired. needs to do a better job, bro. Fired. This is not that call doesn't come from Campbell. Yeah, it comes from yeah, the exactly, booth, yeah. right? But like, you know. Whoever that booth guy is, I don't know who it is. Do better. Because bro. I mean, obviously right now the, the the stakes are not high. I mean, you're playing the pants, they're just kicking their ass. You you could you could afford it a challenge, right? And it was in the first half. It wasn't like it was right. in the second like, half. I would say for the future, you know, like that's something like if we're, we're nitpicking, like that's something that needs to be corrected going forward. Well, yeah, I mean, because it could be a – it could end up being a trust situation with Dan Campbell. If he can't trust the guy who's telling him this information, and he got to make – he got to come up with these decisions Very quick. quickly. If they're telling you like, oh, yeah, I, I think the ball moved. And Dan Campbell was like, man, this guy gave me two bad information, two games in a row. And then Dan Campbell was second-guessing it. That could be bad, you know, because you got to always trust this guy. You know, your analytics guy, you got to trust him. If he's, if he's saying it, you got you to gotta go with it. 
but uh, not the analytics guy, the, the, booth the, guy. the booth guy, the booth guy, yeah, yeah, analytics is something yeah, yeah, else, yeah, yeah. The booth guy. So if he, I think I think he gets one more uh, three strikes, you're out. God damn it! I think if he fucks up I, one I more time, <laughs> I think if he fucks up one more time, I think he just need a new guy. I think Campbell trusts his staff. I don't think that's an issue. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just be better at it. You know, like every coach, no coach is perfect in a game. A lot of coaches, you know, obvious, these are obvious. Like they are that, obvious. That it's just the guy upstairs. Like be better. That was really, that was really bad. I mean, I saw the, I saw the, I saw the. I was like, what the like, fuck what, are what, they challenging? What, what, what are they? What are you challenging? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, understand so either. The guy upstairs. I mean, at the same time, though, Campbell's uh, coaching has actually gave the Lions, um, like his aggressive style, has helped them win games. Well, yeah, because that decision has nothing to do with Campbell. He just getting information from the other guy and then has to trust his gut to either go with it or not go with it. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it is what it is, I guess. I'm not really concerned about it. If it continues to happen, I will be. But right now, I'm not, I'm not really. I'm not, I I'm think one more, about, ob- uh, one more obvious challenge flag that's obvious that it should have been thrown. Yeah, that, that, that guy definitely had, that, that guy had definitely lied in his, his resume. Yeah, there's, there's double... I'm sure that booth guy he heard he heard some f bombs probably this week. Yeah, there's definitely been two questionable ones. It's this one and then that Tracy Walker one versus the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Yeah, one more time, man. Yeah, he's heard. Uh, yeah, so, one more time. He definitely lies. He's heard a few. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about one player we didn't talk yeah, about though. Um, Aleem McNeil has been one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL the last what four weeks, three weeks. Uh, Sounds the Falcons game. Been? He's he's good. He's been really good, but you see no brothers in uh, Philadelphia, man. I mean, I don't. Oh, I want to call him the best. Aleem McNeil actually is. I mean, he's PFS right now, seventh ranked Jaylen defensive Carter's tackle. An animal. And the Jaylen last, the last been, three, I think the last three or four weeks, he's been top five. Yeah, Jalen Carter. Jalen like Carter has been completely nasty. But to be fair, though, Jalen Carter has a lot more talent around him. I mean, here it's kind of Hutch Aleem. It's you know, it's not. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a. Like missing our players are bad. Our players are solid, but I mean, you got Fletcher Cox, you got Javon, not Javon. I'm sorry, Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Graham. Fletcher Cox is old though, right? Isn't he like? Yeah, so he's grandma, yeah. He's still a good player. Yeah. They're still, they're still Hassan Re- or Hassan. Reddick, um, yes. What's that dude's name? Reddick. Thank you. That guy was really good last year. I mean, they're they're loaded. Up they front, got a bro. nice young core guys. The Georgia boys, and Jordan, Jordan Davis, Jordan, too. Jordan, Jordan Davis, Davis Carter, they really got those Georgia boys. That's gonna be a nice future for the Eagles in that in that defensive yeah. tackle room. Yeah, hopefully we had a guy this year to go with Hutch or to go with Aline. Oh my gosh, that would be filthy. I think that's their plan, bro. Who Broderick? No, not Broderick. Broderick is more like a nose. I think like just having that guy that could like. Be that effective pass rusher or like dog, like kind of adding like another Aleem sort of. Every year I see what I'm doing, we haven't done it yet. So hopefully this year or this offseason. Oh, oh, you're saying you're saying we're gonna add one? Like add one. Oh, I thought you said there was one on the roster already. I was like, oh, yeah. That's what no, I, I think like, Broderick right now. I mean, don't want to put a ceiling on him, but like if I had to, it's probably like a high end rotational player that could stop the run. I'd probably say, but like. Like 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 Isaiah Bugs, Isaiah Bugs, yeah, something like that. Maybe a little higher than that, hopefully, right? But yeah, that's probably what it is. Like, I th- you would be satisfied yeah. with Isaiah Bugs, think if you, you know, know, see, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Probably a little higher. I'm not gonna lie. I've been actually impressed with Benito Jones, man. I shed on him a couple weeks ago, and yes, he has been better the last couple weeks. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been really he's been productive the last couple since weeks. since the Falcons game. I'd say he really picked up the first two weeks. I I shed on him. He played more snaps. Last week, then Bugs yeah. did. Yeah. And then this staff, I think, is has shown me that they like him more than Bugs because they made Bugs a healthy scratch the first two weeks, and it seems like every week I don't know if, if for sure he's had more snaps than Bugs, but I would say out of the five games, at least three or four of them he's had more snaps than Bugs. Obviously, two of them for sure because Bugs didn't even play in the first two games. He's been a big reason on why we've been stopping the run, man. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's a good point. The linebackers do have played uh, good. One one issue though on the defense is the missed tackles. They got to clean that up, man. I saw way too many missed tackles uh, last week. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I missing them? Because I'm not saying much. Are we we have a lot of missed tackles. <laughs> they did. 
obviously you have a guy miss tag, but a guy comes up and cleans it up right probably, away. But you probably, can't have those probably, now. That's probably what happens because that's, I don't feel like I'm missing them, and that's probably why because you have a guy that's cleaning yeah. up right afterwards. Yeah, and, and if you don't have a guy there and the guy missed it, Anzalone's playing very good ball. Like that's that's another signing that's looked very good for the team. That guy kind of questioned, and he's he's playing some hell. He's playing hell ball right now. This whole defense, man. Yeah. This whole defense has been really good, man. Right. All right. Yeah, shout out to AG, shout out to Ben Johnson, shout out to Dan shout Campbell. Shout out to Brad Holmes for building the squad. Because this is a squad. This Fucking is a dog. squad. This is it. One of the best GMs in the league. I don't care what anyone says. One of the best? I have always mm. never questioned Brad. I've questioned this coaching staff before. Because I know I've <laughs> always known they're Okay, would you say Brad is top five GM in the league? He's right building now? yeah, he's easily. I, I, easily, I, I say he's number one. I mean, I, I don't see. I think the Niners, John and Lynch, and Hyro has been built some pretty good damn teams, but yeah, yeah, they they did. But to do what Brad Holmes was able to do to turn a whole franchise around—that's impressive. Because this 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 has been a franchise that's been in misery for over sixty years. Yeah, it, and it completely yeah. turned it around. Uh, I I put that above Kyle than than the Lynch boys. I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. Maybe because I'm a fan. And with, yeah, and with something people don't bring about Brad, he kept a lot of Bob Quinn's staff on his staff, and it's worked out. Yeah, like ben Lance Newmark stayed. Um, ben a few other guys stayed. Ben and the coaching staff we had Ben and Hank. Yeah, I'm talking about like, the front office. So they kept a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah, he brought his own assistant GM in, Ray Agnew. That was from the Rams. And then he brought in Dorsey. You know, he to brought John Dorsey in, you know, so. Or whatever his yeah, thing is. So. His title is. Yeah, no. I mean, they're doing a very good job, man. We talked about it earlier. They're, they're building something here legit. And I, you're seeing every week. Like, you're getting more recognition. And deservedly so. Just let's keep this train going week by week. Take care of Tampa next week. And, you know. Let's just do yep. it. All right, let's do oopsie and ball of the week, and let's head out of here. Oh, boo Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right, uh, my oopsie doops of the week. So I've had 47 minutes to think about this. I still don't really know who I'm going to pick for this, honestly. There's just not a very good candidate. Like, I've given some random ones out before, but, like, when I really think about it, it's like, who deserves it? I mean... I got one for From you. From this Lions game? Did you play? No, not necessarily this Lions game, but you play fantasy football? I play fantasy football. Was there someone on your team that shit the bed? No, my team actually did very well. I just got shit on because I played DJ Moore and Travis Etienne. <laughs> I started Jared Goff actually this week. He was great. Um, okay. I would say my oops has no relation to the Lions game. Mario Cristobal, what the fuck are you doing in Miami, dude? Kneel the ball. Kneel the ball. That's the game. That's my oops of the week. I don't have anyone from this Lions game. Oh, my gosh. Tyler, for those, for those that don't know what happened, explain to them what happened. There was, I think, 36 seconds left on the game clock. They were playing Georgia Tech. No timeouts. No timeouts. You kneel the ball. The game is over. Mario Cristobal runs the ball. The running back fumbles. Georgia Tech drives on the field that wins the game. Miami loses. Mario Cristobal, yeah. what the fuck? I know this is no relation to the Lions. And if you don't care, I understand. <laughs> but, like, goddamn, if there was ever a time I questioned that, like, a coach was rigging it for there's, like, Vegas on the line, I have never said that. It was that game. It was that game. My goodness. If I bet on Miami that game, you know how fucking pissed I would be? Mario Cristobal deserves jail time and never deserves to coach another football game ever <laughs> again. That is my description <laughs> of the week. I know someone. I don't. I saw like a thing online where like someone almost like won like I nine saw that. grand that or was something the one, because like, of Miami. They they because of Miami you fucked them. But you know he's actually done that before. I think it was in Oregon yeah, or Shane, something. Shane My brother Vereen. was telling me. I saw that. He's done that before, so he's not a. He didn't learn How his lesson. How is he still it's coaching football games? Back. How is Mario Cristobal still coaching football games? <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know but for my baller man Tyler um, this is tough I've been thinking about this and I got three guys and maybe you and Mel could help me choose so the three guys are Brad Holmes, Jared Goff and Aiden Hutchinson that's tough they're all very much deserved 
I'm going to give it to Brad Holmes this week if I had a, if I had a vote. It's for me, it's Brad Holmes for this squad that he built, the depth that showed up this Sunday versus the Panthers. I, I think Brad Holmes just just like this was a good organization looking in general. Like it wasn't like one player I think on Sunday because Golf was great, Hudson was great. I don't think it was just one player. I think it was the team. So I want to give it to Brad Holmes this week if I had a vote. All right, Malcolm. What about you? I said Hutch, Holmes, or Goff. If you had to pick one for Baller of the Week, who would you pick? I'm with Tyler, man. Shoot, I think I think Brad Holmes because this team played well as a unit. I mean, I don't know if one guy deserves it more than another. Right. Maybe you could say Taylor Decker. For having 100 starts and getting the game ball as well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, that was dope, man. I, I'm, yeah, it was. We didn't even talk about that. Decker, like, that's a very cool story. Like, he is lasted three regimes. Like, he was drafted by the Codwall Quinn era, lasted all that era. Well, he only lasted two years with Codwall, but then lasted the whole Patricia era. Stuck it out here, and like, he's finally seen the rewards. I loved his quote after the game. He says. I was brought in here to win football games, and I'm finally seeing that now. And like, you know, like this is like, like it's, it's just it's cool to see that. Like, there's a guy that was here from day one for sure, and you know, he's finally seeing the rewards of when he was drafted here because there were some very rough years that he's been here for. That was cool. He was tearing up after the game too. That was really cool, man. Yeah, I mean, to see what he went through as a player. All the all the years of, I would say misery because it's been bad, man. And he's tough as nails. He always wants to be out there. It doesn't matter if we're you know have one win in December. Like he wants to be out there. He's tough as nails, and you know he loves his football team. And now he's yeah, the guy is basically playing on one ankle right now. So, and Um, and he sees the vision right now. He sees where where the team is heading. And yeah, I mean he has a right to be excited. So, yeah, I think my baller is actually going to be Brad Holmes. I just want to see you guys would say you guys. I, I kind of agreed with yeah. both of you. Um, just the way he's built this team, the guys he's brung in. Um, he's, he basically said, fuck positional value. I don't care. Fuck what we're just going to get the best football players for the Lions. We don't care what you think. We're going to do what we think. And he got a lot of shit for those picks. Right. But you see it now. You see his team on the field. They are one of the most talented teams. They are the team. They play hard. The guys they have are just built different. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes you watch teams around the league, you kind of might see a guy give up or something. Our guys are not built like that. It's grit, whatever you want to call it, kneecap biters, all that, right? They they got tough football players, guys that love ball, um, talented too. It's, it's just it's fun to see. Like That's the definition of Detroit too, you know, hardworking, blue-collar city, put your head down, go to work. That that's what he has. That's what he's built here. So, um, I'm just. I mean, we saw it too. Like, I was talking about this the other day. You know how the Bills last year lost Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, and their play fell off a lot. The Lions lost for a period of time Kirby Joseph and C.J. Gardner Johnson. And you bring him Tracy and Iffy. It's like you don't miss a beat. It's still it's still going. It's still playing very at a high efficient level. That's Brad Holmes. He's kept those guys. He signed those guys. He brung those guys. That depth. Not giving up on guys he drafted, right? He could have easily cut Iffy. We wanted to. But Iffy proved us yes. wrong. The guy's balled out in his limited snaps. Yeah. And, and then this week with the offense, no Jameer Gibbs, no Amon Ross and Brown, and just go for two points and lose a beat. Yeah. And obviously, you know, no GM's going to bat 100. He's had some misses. Levi, I mean, he was a healthy scratch. We'll see on Pascal and Jamo, but. Even Jamo, I thought he didn't catch the ball well, but the guy was blocking his ass off. Right. Yeah. He had he had, he had a few big blocks that that freed up. Yeah, Monty. And it goes with everything. Like Dan Campbell, like well, he gets a lot of praise and he deserves it, but like he's gonna have some coaching errors. Ben Johnson's not gonna always gonna call the right play, or Aaron Glenn's For not sure. always gonna call the right play. But like, if you're more right than wrong majority of the time. That's what you asked for, because no one's ever gonna bet a thousand. No one's ever gonna bet a thousand. Like that's it's impossible, and there's no one to ever do it. Yeah. In this in this sport, so yeah, man, what he's doing is very 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 impressive, and I agree, deserves absolutely ball of the week. And Campbell even said like we're not scared of nothing. Like they've been through adversity, more adversity hits. And I mean they've they've been through hell and back, right? One and six, eight and two. Now you're four and one. You've dealt with injuries, but those injuries didn't even like. 
it sounded like those guys weren't even injured. Like, if I told you Amon Ra was going to miss a game last year, probably like, oh, we're fucked. We were when he, when he did. Yeah, we when he did, we were outside of Seattle, maybe. But yeah, <laughs> we yeah. really were. Yeah. Even in camp, they said when Amon Ra wasn't practicing, it yeah, was bad. They, they said the offense struggled, and I mean, it, it's it's different now, bro. It's just right. different. All right. It's nice all to right, see. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. We will be back later this week with a game preview with a guest to help us break down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you guys have something to look forward to that. And uh, Malcolm will be here with us on Sunday because he'll be at attendance in Tampa Bay rooting for our Lions. But me and Pierre will take over the load on Sunday for the pregame show and the Spaces postgame. So Malcolm, root your ass off this Sunday in Tampa Bay. Enjoy it. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah. Lose your voice. You and if lose uh, your voice. any Lions fans that are listening, see him. Say what up. Say hi. Maybe get him a drink. <laughs> you don't have to do that. But maybe get him a drink. And uh, yeah, man, enjoy it. And yeah, like I said, we'll be back later this week with a Bucks game preview. So you have something to look forward to that. So with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Like Tyler said, uh, we have a special guest joining us to preview the Bucks. And stay tuned for that. And I'll see you guys later. Three, come out. Peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.